Hello, my name is Alyssa. And I'm Britt. And this is Skeletales. This is the podcast that asks the age-old question of, is my dead grandma watching me? So Britt, you know when you're um, cooking your Thanksgiving turkey and you keep watching it and you keep watching it and then the little thermometer pops up? Yeah. That's your grandma. Your turkey's still actually raw. It's just grandma saying, hey, <laughs> so specific. learn how to cook. <laughs> um, I, fun fact, have never cooked a whole turkey before in my whole entire life. I've like made turkey sandwiches, um, but I've never cooked a turkey before in my life. Wait, what do you mean? You cook a turkey sandwich? That's not even close <laughs> to the same thing. What do you, yeah. <laughs> so I guess that isn't technically cooking <laughs> Is it like lunch meat? What are <laughs> Yeah, I just make sandwiches. I don't I've never actually cooked the turkey. That's shocking. I've made tofurkey before. Delicious. The the truth is though, I I really am insanely paranoid about raw meat and like consuming undercooked bird. Um and so I actually don't cook a whole lot of meat in my house and when I do, it is like dry and <laughs> disgusting because I'm like salmonella I don't want the salmonella and so I just overcooked the shit out of my meat so I just don't cook it well it's understandable with grandma trying to throw you off with that I know uh, I'm just constantly grandma's out to get me I love Thanksgiving dinner I love um cooking turkey it's like my favorite but you just told me you eat lunch meat sandwiches for Thanksgiving what is that no not for Thanksgiving I'm just saying that's the only time I really eat turkey is on sandwiches oh but what do you don't cook it Oh, we do turkey. I just don't cook it. Mike, tur- Mike cooks Mike it. Mike cooks it. Yeah, Mike cooks oh, it. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish to eat? What's your favorite? I love turkey and potatoes and uh, cranberry sauce. I would say those are my favorites. Yeah. yeah. Pumpkin pie. Hate that, though. Grossest. I super hate. Yes. I hate it. Really? Ugh. Oh, Just good. throw up in a pie dish. Yes, this yeah. is why we're friends. Do we just talk about disgusting pumpkin pies and grandmas making raw turkeys? Never and never again will we mention pumpkin pie on this podcast. <laughs> Bury it. Uh, we talk about spooky stuff and paranormal things and ghosts, um, Bigfoots, cryptids, witches, time travel, paranormal dimensions, or parallel mm. dimensions. Yes. Uh, all, anything that is scary or spooky or haunted or weird coincidences, near-death experiences. Just we strange about. stuff. We want it. Yeah, we talk about it all. What are you talking about today, Britt? You know, I have some good old haunted house stories for us today. Ooh, all right. Ooh. Damn it, I should have done some pilgrim haunting or something. Oh, yeah. If I'd planned better, I'd have done that too. Well, shit. you know, shit. Next mm. year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when the only thing I can We'll think be more put together next year for next sure. Year. The Croatoa, the um, Roanoke is the, the, the thing that comes to mind when I think about that. What is that? Um, was it Jamestown, Virginia? Roanoke, Virginia, one of the first settlements in the United States. And I think Virginia Dare, wasn't she the first baby born in the United States? Anyway, um, they settled in Roanoke, Virginia. Then like someone went back for supplies. They got stuck there 
for a couple of years. I forget some like sea captain or something. And then when he came back to bring supplies, because his like daughter and stuff were still living there, um, uh-huh. the settlement was abandoned. And all and nobody they, knows where they are. Nobody knows <gasps> the lost colony of Roanoke. And the only clue was a carving in a tree that said Croatoa. What? And yeah, you never heard this? I have never heard this before in my life. How? Yeah. I don't know, because it's like a big, it's like a big mystery. Um but I think really Croatoa was a local um, Native American tribe. And so they think that they probably went and lived with them. And I want to say that um, like because they were just starving and stuff. And so they that the, the Native Americans ended up taking them in and they assimilated. And I want to say that they may have even done some like DNA genetic analysis mm-hmm. and did find like mixing of the white settlers and the Croatone Indian or Native Americans back in the day there. Oh, that is fascinating. I can't believe I have not heard of that before. It's one of those mysteries that I don't think they're like, it's not really a mystery. They literally wrote it on the tree. (laughs) I don't understand why. But (laughs) they're telling you where they went. (laughs) Yeah, but he never found his kids or anything. It's not like they were able to reunite. He never found his family. I forget what the heck. Hold on a second. Some historians think that maybe they were killed by Native Americans or hostile Spaniards or that they died off due to disease or famine or were victims of a deadly storm. And and it had 115 men, women, and children in 1587 in Ro- That's a Roanoke. Lot of yeah, right? So the the colony's governor John White, he had gone back to England for supplies in 1590 and then he got stuck there and when he came back all traces of the settlement and inhabitant habit, inhabitants had disappeared and the only clue left behind was the word Croatoan the former name of what is now Hatteras Island, carved into a post. It wasn't carved into a tree, I guess. It was carved into a post. I, it is pretty eerie, though, when it's, it, all of these people have created the settlement and then it's just like ghost town. It was such a wild America, right? It's like, how did they not find these people, 115 people gone missing, right? Like, how could they just lose all yeah. those people? But like, it was rough, right? It was surviving was rough. There's like cannibalism and all sorts of stuff. Well, and I imagine those pilgrims were not familiar with, you know, how to find food and forage for, you know, things to eat. So they probably were starving. Yeah, well, for sure. Like in uh, Jamestown, 1609, um, the harsh winter uh, did force the residents to cannibalism. And there's like archaeological records of that. They could find the, the, like the signs on the old bones and shit like that. So I'm sure they were starving (laughs) and a bunch of them probably died until they went and just like ended up going and trying to seek shelter with the Croatoans. But I imagine that area is all haunted as fuck, right? I bet they are. I bet they are. So anyway, that was what I was thinking. I should, I guess I should have done better. I think I did a summary. That's about it. (laughs) That was my uh, pilgrim history. I had never heard that before. I'm glad glad we got to sneak that little nugget in. Celebrate the Thanksgivings. Um, I've got a story too. Okay. Mine is from Diana. (gasps) Okay, Diana. She says... My daughter and her husband just bought a three-story Victorian that hadn't been fully lived in for years. She had many plans to update it to make it livable for her family of five. She and I were cleaning and prepping for paint. 
We unloaded all the supplies from the car in one morning, and with loaded arms, we headed to the side door. My daughter was a good 40 feet ahead of me and went out of sight in the walkway. I heard a very cheerful woman's voice say, there she is. I thought, oh, thank goodness, we're going to have help. Before I got to the walkway, my daughter came out looking a little startled and asked, did you hear that? I said, yeah, who's here? Still thinking someone had come to help. My daughter said she hadn't unlocked the door yet. She walked around back of the house and I searched the garage in front of the house. Confused, we unlocked the door and went in. Still no one anywhere. That house and its residents love my daughter and family. We did get around to doing a sage cleaning top to bottom and I haven't heard the voices since, but the house is very happy. So what this story reminded me of, though, was the HBO British show Ghosts. Have you seen it yet? I have not. Our friend Mark, Mark Molson, has texted me about it a whole bunch. And like, I, I keep meaning to get around to it, but I haven't I haven't watched like anything in ages. It, I I was instantly like, it, I mean, it's a fictional TV show about these ghosts living in this old house um, in England. But um, just the idea of like, there she is. Like these ghosts are just so happy to like have, they're like hanging out at home and the, you know, they're coming to paint and they're just really excited about it. I don't know. It made me happy. I think I just saw an ad for that today. I don't, I didn't know if it was British, but I wondered when I saw it was definitely called ghosts and it was on like the paranormal or no, not paranormal channel, the paramount channel or something. How do you watch it, ghosts? It might be on there. I watched it on HBO, but oh, I, I think don't it's, have a B, HBO. it's a BB, it's a BBC Okay, that uh, but Mark has told me and and he's like, he keeps trying to send me like quotes and stuff from it. And I'm like, (laughs) I, I I need to watch this. I I haven't watched it. But it um, is a delight. I binge watched it. And the first episode, I was like, Oh, this is like, super cheesy British. But then I got sucked in. I liked it a lot. I wonder if they're making an American version too. if that possibly was the ad I saw. I don't know. Mm. Because you know, we do that. We take the British shows and then make them oh, American. Yeah. So maybe I'll see it then. Um, but that's the whole promise. It's <laughs> I'll only watch it when they translate it to American. Thank you very much. Um, that's why my British accent is so horrendous. And yours is much better. That's right. You got to watch some more BBC. I know. There. I like that story, though. Oh, they're here. I don't know if that would make me feel oh, good or not, here. though. Like, I don't know <laughs> how I would react to that. Oh, are there friendly ghosts at all? At, at least, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's... It, do you remember a few weeks or maybe months ago when you told this story about the girl's aunt and she burnt the coffee on the oven and somebody like shook her awake or yelled in her oh, ear? Yeah, Do you remember yeah, this? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and the aunt was very friendly with the ghost and the ghost was totally friendly and they had this like very like friendly amicable ghost human yeah. relationship. That's my little sweet nugget of a haunted house. What okay. Do you got? Okay. So my story comes from Adam. And Adam told me about this place in California, Camarillo, California, and it's um, Cal State Channel Island University. And it used to be Camarillo, Cam- Camarillo, Camarillo. How do you spell that? Cam- 
can't I can't say it. Why are you asking? Camarillo, because it's got that. Camarillo. It's like armadillo. It's armadillo, armadillo in Spanish. No, it's we the just double call L O armadillo. Okay, so let's go with armadillo, Car- camarillo. Carma- Camarillo. Camarillo, okay. California. Oh, instead of Camarillo. Okay. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. That's what I'm asking. Maybe someone will correct us. Probably not. So it's uh, the Cal State Channel Islands, and it used to be the Camarillo Mental Hospital. And Ooh. so apparently, like, even one of the classrooms in this school used to be the old morgue. And... On it, there's also a dairy that used to, it's called the Scary Dairy. And so (laughs) it used to be a dairy that was in conjunction with the Mental Institute. So it didn't close until like 1997, the Camarillo Mental Institute. I want to say, I think it was founded. No, in 1937 or something. But it was like many mental hospitals accused of having so many horrors happening, like lobotomies, torture, just really inhumane conditions. Mm -hmm. And the haunting started even before the asylum closed officially. A nurse named Debbie told of how she was roughly grabbed and shaken during a cigarette break. And when she turned around to face the person who assaulted her, her, there was nobody there. And then another nurse reported that she was pulled out of her seat by her hair and <sighs> while she was in an empty room. And oh. the fact that they are physically interacting with people is like very rare and just like demonstrates what a haunted place this is, how much paranormal activity and energy and like the concentration of the psychic phenomena is so great that they even have haunted cows and haunted like <laughs> there's just all sorts of haunted shit going on here. Um, And so like once it closed, I think it was abandoned for a bit and then they renovated it into the college. And while they're renovating it, the workers would report missing tools. Large pieces of equipment would be moved when they returned the next day. Like all these things, they'd put things down and then um, they'd be gone. Or like they'd find keys, like keys to chains and keys to rooms and whatnot all, all around. And so several of the workers like even quit during the renovations because they were so uneasy with the whole situation. And there's supposedly, like I said, one of the classrooms was the old morgue, and that one's supposedly haunted. And they didn't actually renovate the um, the the dairy, so there is like an abandoned dairy there. But kids even still now say that they suffer from like headaches, and they report cold spots and disorientation, and they blame it on the 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 evil history. So. My friend Adam went there and... You said this is in California? So this is in California, north of LA, right on Highway 1, the Pacific Highway, the one that goes up the coast there. Yeah. And so um, that's that's how it came up, um, was that we were driving by there and he was like, oh, there's this place, this old mental institute, the, you know, Cal State Channel University, and it's a freaky ass place. It's super freaky. And he's like, I actually even had something really freaky happen to me. I was like, tell me all about it. And the well from the ring is at this, on this property. (laughs) And then 
it's supposedly the inspiration behind the behind the song The Eagles Hotel California. And the lyrics go, we are all just prisoners here of our own device. And in the master's chambers, they gathered for the feast. They stab it with their steely knives, but they just can't kill the beast. Last thing I remember, I was running for the door. I had to find the passage back to the place I was before. Relax, said the night man. We're programmed to receive. You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. I've never thought of that those song lyrics as eerie, but when you read them like that, it's super freaky, right? And it's like the uh, you can't leave the mental hospital, right? Or like it, it kind of makes sense. And there are supposedly murders and you know all sorts of rumors of, of things taking place here. I think there's one story of someone being beheaded. So Adam. He's like a cameraman. He's he's into photography and film. And so he and his buddies went there one night and they had a few different cameras, each of them. I think there was him and, and two buddies and then like a couple of girls too, but they had three cameras. And so they were out there, you know, poking around, wanting to take some pictures of this creepy old asylum. And they were walking around. It was a big campus. And he said some of the areas were renovated, but they were not full. This was not renovated, the area he was in. And there was this like courtyard areas all around with these kind of big historic Spanish style buildings. And he went into Mm -hmm. this one courtyard and there was a tree with a swing in the middle of the courtyard. Which is oh, that's creepy. Creepy, right? <laughs> and then there was this um, this one room that said "soiled laundry" with a door, a screen mesh door over there, and that that the label of mm-hmm. it was "soiled laundry." And there was a light flickering on and off, which he's like, "What the fuck? There shouldn't be any electricity here. This is like a haunted house." And so when they looked back, the light was off, but they all for sure saw this light. Fl- flickering. And then when they went over to the door, it was warm. Like there was no heat or anything, but it was warm to the touch. Like someone had just been there or it was being used like a laundry room of some sort. So they walked around and they found another one of these courtyards. And there's this sound of like a chain banging against the fence, but it was a very still night. Like they couldn't pinpoint where this noise was coming from. And they said they were freaked out. They were definitely very freaked out, but there was like part of it all. Like their only light was just using camera flashes to see around. (laughs) So um, they went down into this basement area and they just remember like a really freaky old kind of Pepsi can, like just old and abandoned like mid drink or something. Like it didn't it just was unsettling. The scene was unsettling. Mm-hmm. And so they saw it and they're like, no, I'm not going in there. I don't want anything to do with this creepy ass basement. No, thank you. So they headed back out. But when they were going back up these stairs, they saw a car and they got scared and they all rushed into this um, into this basement. And because oh, they didn't want to get caught. They didn't want to get caught. And sure enough, it was cops. And so they ended up going down the basement, taking pictures as they're running through to light their way. And then they come up into Uh this other courtyard and then they hear the chain. And all of a sudden this chain is banging louder and louder and louder and louder. And so then the 
cops end up cornering them. They find them. And the cop shines his light like in the window past them and says, uh-huh. we need to get out of here. And they all like <laughs> freaked the out. And cop they, the cop too. <laughs> yeah, the cop oh said that too. So they all get out of there. The cops end up giving them a warning. They're like, you do not want to be hanging around here. There's just weird shit going on. Apparently also just in addition to the paranormal stuff, it was like a center for gang violence. Like one of the buildings, like there could be gang violence and whatnot going on. So they're like, get the fuck out of here. But they don't know what the cops saw, but they, it, all of them felt like the cops saw something, got freaked <laughs> out, was like, gotta go. We all, yeah, yeah, we need to, to get out of here. So um, they found out later that that room that they were in, in the basement, was the holding cell for the courtroom, basically. So that mm -hmm. was where all the patients would wait while their fate was being determined or before their fate was going to be determined. And so when they got home, they were looking through the pictures from all three of the cameras. And you're going to love this part, Britt. Oh, no, what? Orbs. Orbs in every picture. All of these pictures. Okay? So, of course, you know, I was like... I wanted, it's dusty like, as shit in that <laughs> Right? So that's my thought. But I was like, these are camera. These are film majors. They, they like no cameras. And they're like, no, mm -hmm. this was not dust. This was like something different. We know what dust looks like. We know like he, he was so adamant. He's like, no, this was not just dust. These are like orbs all through this basement, all through this. And a ghost followed his buddy home. So they had gone right from there and went back to his house. And he's like, as soon as the, pretty much right after we did this and right after we got back, his dog started scratching at one part of the floor in their house. And then the dog ended up dying shortly thereafter. Oh. For Holy shortly, shit. then like five years later, or like they got another dog, or five years later, they got another dog. Sorry, I've got a so then five years later, they got another dog, and that dog did the same thing. He dug what? at the same spot and then he died again. <gasps> and his dad started having night ter terrors. His dad, his buddy's dad, started having night terrors and like would feel a full cold hand pressed against his back and wake up with scratches all over. And another Holy time, shit. him and his buddy were at home and they were hanging out downstairs and they both heard his mom's voice, the, the, the kid's mom's voice calling them, but she wasn't home. Please tell me you can get a hold of a photo. Does he still have these pictures? Oh, I Surely. did ask him. I did ask him if he could get a hold of the photos, and I gave him our email and stuff too. So we'll see if I get them okay, in good. time. Yeah, to post them. But he's Hound like, him. he probably does. But again, you know how I feel about orbs. I'm not like super stoked on him. But the fact that he like like cameras is his deal. Like that's what he does. That is his profession. Like he knows what an orb. Yeah, and then the phenomena that occurred afterwards. Like, he's like, nothing happened in that house beforehand, and all this crazy shit started happening after we went there, and we totally brought something home and left it in his house. <laughs> oh, so, my gosh. Yeah. The, the story with the dogs digging in the same corner, it's so creepy. Oh, I, I wonder if they, he stored his camera in that basement below that spot or something. I wonder. Oh, I don't know. It's like I, attached to it. Yeah. Um, 
this has nothing to do with it. (laughs) But another little bonus story from Adam was that his dad had surgery. And while he was recovering in the hospital, a doctor came in and was asking him how he was doing and asking him all these questions. And, you know, his dad answered him. And then shortly thereafter, another doctor came in and started asking him, you know, the same questions. And his dad was like, oh, I already told the other doctor all about this. I told him. And that doctor's like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Who'd you tell? And he's like, he told him the doctor's name. I don't know, like Dr. Nimoy, let's say. And the <laughs> the, the doctor who was in the room at that time said, Dr. Nimoy has been dead for years. Get done, the fuck done, out. Done. What? No. No. Because Adam was For pretty real? skeptical. He was like kind of a skeptic, but he's like, this is one thing that happened to me. And like my dad is someone who does not believe in ghosts. He doesn't believe in <laughs> any of this shit. But this is like his story and he swears by it. And this is like he he knew this name of this doctor that he had no, you know, he wouldn't know. He's just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Dr. Nimoy was already in here and I told him all about it. And the do- other <sighs> doctor looked all freaked out and was like, oh. <gasps> He's been dead for years. (laughs) I love that. He's still just doing his rounds, asking the questions. Yeah, maybe it was. Yeah, it wasn't the same mental hospital. But those are Adam's stories. So from Cal State Channel (laughs) Islands. If anyone else has any in person freaky happenings there, because mostly what I was finding were cold spots, headaches, um, missing and moved objects. Like there were those couple things with the nurses. But I was really trying hard to find another like first person story that had like a real figure. Oh, oh, there is a freaky ass picture. So in trying to research this a little more and finding a little more background on it, Mm -hmm. there is someone who um, posted something on Reddit and they said that they went there and took this picture and there is a freaky, freaky, freaky picture out there of a figure in a mirror. The picture is taken into a mirror and it's this kid who's taking the picture and then behind him and to the right, there is this creepy ass head of something (gasps) and like some mist and it it almost looks like Beetlejuice. It is very freaky. If it is real, it is a creepy ass photo. So I will try to Did you save it? We'll have to put it in the show show notes. notes. So yeah, it's just a creep. It just seems like a very creepy place. You get the heebie-jeebies. I don't want anything to do with it. The Ring Alone, man. That Ring Alone was a freaking scary movie. So Oh, um, truly. Yeah, I had nightmares for years after that one oh my god um so yeah that's my story about the camarillo state mental institute and if anyone else has any uh stories about that i'd love to hear them yes oh my gosh adam thank you for sharing that was beautiful that was great um i have one okay i have another i have a good good little haunted haunted story here this one comes from jan Jan says, this one happened in the 1970s. My friend lived in a haunted house next door. One night I was in her house. We were sitting in two armchairs side by side. We had our three sleeping children in the room with us, her three-year-old son and six-month-old baby and my two-year-old daughter. We were chatting away when she suddenly looked petrified and tears started rolling down her cheeks. I asked her if she was okay, and she told me that there is something behind her growling in her ear. Oh, 
I couldn't see or hear anything. She said she needed to use the bathroom and begged me to come with her. So we went to the loo, and when we returned, she quickly sat in my seat. I remembered thinking, okay, that's pretty silly. So I sat in the chair that she'd been sitting in. Then I heard it. A horrible growling, snarling, heavy wheezing in my ear coming from the corner behind me. (laughs) She, She said, see, I effing told you. We were freaked out. I said, perhaps it's a rebounding echo from the children snoring. So we were checking their breathing. Suddenly, our kids were opening and closing their hands all in unison. (gasps) Open, close. What the hell? We both thought. Then there was a knock on the window. We both screamed and it didn't wake our kids, thank God. We went to the window to see who was at the front door. And she said, oh, my friend said there wasn't anyone there. We sat down and I sat in the beanbag, not the chair. And jump at two minutes later, there was a very loud knock at the door. We got up and we couldn't see anyone through the glass of the front door. I hardly got it open when she scared me by whispering, don't open it, you'll let it in. And I slammed it shut. No one was there. And the house was suddenly very cold. We went down to the kitchen to make tea and she insisted that something got in when I opened that door. So we went back in the room to check on the kids and they were totally fine. Suddenly, we hear the front door open and shut, followed by heavy footsteps. The footsteps stopped at the living room door. We both thought thought someone was going to be there. I slowly opened the living room door and nothing. We quickly gathered the kids up and went to my house. I have so many ghostly stories from that house and my house. Unbelievable and unforgettable experiences. So I reached out to Jan again and said, all right, Jan, bring us the goods because I want to hear more about this freaking haunted house. When she's like her friends, like you let it in, you let it in. That's about the time I would punch my friend in the face. I'll be like, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Stop doing that sort of stuff. That's like Mitch when we'll go out in the woods. He's like, let's go on a big adventure. This is going to be so good. And I'm like, okay, great. And he's like, God, I hope there's no bear around here. Oh, Jesus, this is mountain lion. And he starts freaking me out. I'm like, shut up. This was your idea. Don't act all brave and like this is a good idea. And then petrified of being like mauled. Like, stop it, stop it, stop it. Pretend everything is fine for the love of God. Please. Just pretend, please. please. Um, oh. Ooh, oh, God. And what's with the fucking open your closing your hands? Oh, my what God. Is that? I, it has all of the elements. Yeah, it's like first the crazy growling in your ear, and then the kids, like, I'm just the little tiny kid hands opening and closing all at the same time. Oh, the all of it is so freaky. Ooh, ooh. Is it a vampire? What is that? What is uh, uh, what? Shit, I don't know. So they just left it in the house? Yeah, they like grabbed the kids and they were just like, bye, not tonight. Why would you open the door? I would definitely not have opened the door. Oh my God. Okay. 
Okay, so I we've got some time, so I want to do something kind of fun. There was a post um, in our Skeletales community yesterday. Julie shared it. It's from the Huff Post, and it's a kind of a gathering from Twitter posts of people t- sharing the creepiest things their kids have said. And yes. so at Darling Nikki says, my daughter was about five when she says, you're the best mommy I ever had. And I said, I'm the only mom you've ever had. And she looks at me and says, no, you're the third one, but I like you the best. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, did you read through all these already? No. I've not oh, read okay, a single good. one. So this is, this is delight okay. for me right now. <laughs> like the third mommy. Oh, I love that so much. Like, that's amazing. Okay, so then... um. Are at Ardio Spina, walking with my two-year-old in a cemetery by our house. And she says, Mommy, who's the man in the red jacket by the stone house? When she pointed to a mausoleum. There was no one else in the cemetery. He's waving at me. She waved back. He's coming over to talk. <laughs> no, no. Run. Okay. So then at um, TLT Roop says... I walked in on my last, turning all of her stuffed animals around. What are you doing? I asked. And she says, I just can't sleep with all these eyes watching me. I don't know how you do it. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. I can do this all night long. Keep them coming. (laughs) At MXTracy66 says... I was hiking alone in the woods with my son, who was seven, and it was eerie quiet. And out of nowhere, he says, the woods demand a sacrifice. Uh, he's seven? Honestly, oh that's God. something Milo would say. It, 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 they're, it totally they're weirdos. Is. They're like creepy little weirdos, <laughs> these kids. They're trying to figure out their sense of humor, and sometimes it just comes out creepy as fuck. Um, so then um, Millennial Pink Starburst said um, that their kid said, we're all going to die. And I said, I know, sweetie, that's just part of. And her kid cut her off and says, you're going to die tomorrow. <laughs> what the shit? Well, yeah, she wrote hopefully it. So she maybe lived. She maybe, I don't know if she wrote it that <laughs> night. <laughs> we'll oh, see. Got to follow up on that one. Um, Jin says, at the store, we'd had a nice day and picnic at the park. Suddenly, he grabs my hand and squeezes real hard and says, Mama, when you die, I'm going to make a little you so I can keep you always, like with your skin and eyes, but probably not your insides. All smiles the whole time telling me this. <laughs> I respect that. Yeah. I get it. You just love your mommy so much. So just much. like Skinner and maybe pop an eye out. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. A little taxidermy like doll. I saw this freaky ass taxidermy recently that was like a pliable, like movable taxidermy. Someone, it was a cat, I think. It was their cat. No, no, no. It was their dog. It was like a chihuahua. Maybe it was cat. It doesn't fucking matter. The matter is that they had their animal stuffed, but like so in a in a soft way that they could like curl it up and put it in different positions and uncurl it. And it was all bendy oh. and poseable. It was very unsettling. I 
you're thinking about it like you want one. I, That's Britt's face right want, now. I kind of want like a squirrel that like I can move into different <laughs> positions around my house. <laughs> I don't want a dog. I don't want a dog. I don't know why it like feels your dog, but like or like it, yeah. your pet. No, cat. I just like a random like stuffed squirrel that I can like put in hilarious positions around my house. I might be able to get on board. Kind with of that. like elf on a shelf. I, I, the the, the most disturbing thing about this was that it was like almost like a wiener dog. And so it would bend like you could like wrap it in a circle. And like oh, it just unnatural. was really icky and bendy in an unnatural stuffed way. I don't we have a stuffed armadillo. I don't know. I put it somewhere. Maybe the trash can. I can't remember. No. Don't tell Mitch. Your dog, Nico, <laughs> chewed the face off of it at one point. Like, do you remember that armadillo that we had in Denver? And Nico no. chewed. <laughs> so as like a chewed ear. No, as a chewed ear. from. <laughs> Sorry. And I then have s- no idea. And then someone told me that armadillos can spread um, leprosy. And then, because oh. I have a picture of like the Milo or Odin as a baby playing with it, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> chewing on the other ear. Yeah, chewing on the other ear. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think they could probably get the leprosy from the stuffed armadillo. I don't know these things though. Why would I chance it? I'm not gonna let my baby suck on a dead armadillo. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And so, um, and get some leprosy from it. Did Nico die of leprosy by any chance? I didn't follow up with that. I mean, yeah. And oh, now- shit. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> he did. Now that you mention it. <laughs> no, but she did die of stomach cancer. So maybe oh. it stayed in her gut for 10 more years. Ew, it was probably just like the formaldehyde or whatever the fuck that they died. Like, <laughs> it, I, I don't away. think it could be healthy. I don't know the, the process of taxidermy. Okay. So, yeah, stuffed animals. I'm sorry if that is your jam. It is not my jam. Um, when my daughter was two, okay, so another person um, at Michelle B. Young says, when my daughter was two, I found her under the table with one of my husband's old children's books, turning pages as if she were be- being read to. I asked her what she was doing, and she said, reading with grandma. My husband's mother died two years before she was born, and it was her book. (gasps) That I love. I just love. How does that conversation go down? Like, do you want to read with Grammy? Like, there's a ghost. (laughs) Let's just sit down and read. How does that happen? Um, Okay. Your fave black auntie says, my mom went upstairs for a nap. My middle son asked her if she was happy she'd be seeing Jesus soon. Oh God! <laughs> Maybe I'm gonna skip that nap. Might not wake up. <laughs> Damn, that's just cold. Uh, Nicole Radzywill says, "My 20-month-old son, in a strong British accent, said, Mother, I'm very cross with you.' We are not British and have no friends with that accent. Was that a good accent, Mother?" I don't- Um, Sweet Jass Jones says, when my twins were born, one of them took longer to talk. When she did start, it was in fluent Spanish, (laughs) which we don't speak at home, nor does anyone who had come into contact with her at that time. Okay. Okay, that's legit. Yeah. You don't just pick that up. No, 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 no. That's not something you just pick up from watching. Yes. PBS. Um, I know. I love that. I love that one a lot. I want that to happen to me. Some people like get head injuries and then can speak another language. 
don't know if I want that to happen. I heard that happen to a woman, head injury, and she um, has the thickest of French accents. She's American, (gasps) but with a super thick French accent. Doesn't know how to speak French. (laughs) That's really funny. That's really just annoying. I don't like, I don't want that to happen. (laughs) That seems weird. That's really weird. I, is she faking? That's something. Like I could see faking a French. I, I can't speak fake fluent Spanish or fluent German. Like I can't fake that. But a French hat. Uh, oh my god! Yes, I didn't know what happened. I just did my head, and now uh-huh. listen to just, me. Uh, and I love the baguettes now. <laughs> yes. Alors, merde. Oh yes, I have a distinct craving for croissants. I don't know. I hit my head, and this is what happened. Okay, we've officially been unfollowed by every French person on the planet. <laughs> Our f- horrible French accents, I should say. Oh, but uh, 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 um, I don't. I can't say my sorry. How, how do, I don't know how to say sorry in French. Uh, 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 Merci. Uh, that's, that's, oh, thank, thank you. you. Uh, oh, decor. No, uh, I don't know. What de that nada. Means. That's you're welcome. <laughs> We're very cultured, okay? So this is Skeletal's no place for all things culture. Um, okay, okay. so then the last one <laughs> is from Mean Fat Girl. And she says, when my niece was seven, she asked us why we were keeping all the dead grandmas in the attic. <laughs> and then she laughed. <laughs> yes! That's what I'm talking about. That's why we freaking have the podcast. I want, I want all of these children <laughs> to just like come over and tell me stories all the time. Seriously. Tell me all the freakiest shit that you, you, you know, oh, all your secrets. Uh, that was like a sweet little like whipped cream with cherry on top way to end the show. I love that. If you have any awesome, creepy things that kids have said to you or any other cool orb stories for Alyssa or any awesome haunted house stories, we want them all. You can write to us at skeletalspodcast at gmail.com or you could call the hotline and leave us a message. Even if it's just to say hello, we love to hear your voice. It's 302-689-DEAD, 302-689-3323. Yeah, you can also message us on one of our social medias. We're on Instagram at Skeletales Podcast. We're on Twitter at Skeletales Pod. We're on Facebook at Skeletales. Um, You can join our Skeletales community and Get more of a taste of all the little weirdness that our um our, our dear listeners like to drop upon us and in oh there. Oh my god, um, it's that, a delight. Oh yeah, that's just Skeletales community at, on Facebook. Um, we do have a TikTok. Do we have anything we, else? Yes, very important. We have a merch shop at Skeletales. We've got awesome T-shirts, mugs, notebooks. I just created some new buttons for the shop, and they are hilarious with grandma and skeletons and all good things. Our shop is skeletalspodcast.etsy.com, or you can find it in our tree link on Instagram. But listen, if you use coupon code SPOOKYDOOKIE, you get 15%. (laughs) Lisa is shaking her head. She hates it so much. You get 15% off your whole order, though. And so it really helps us out. 100% of those profits go to the show to help us pay 
for everything. Spooky with a Y, dookie with a Y. That's all I was shaking my head at. That oh. it's not self-explanatory for oh, the yeah. spelling channel challenge. Thank you. Yeah, get on over to that Etsy shop. That's cool. Uh, Alyssa. What? Hey, Alyssa. What? What? Huh. Hey, Alyssa. What? 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 <gasps> Haunt y'all later. <gasps> Haunt you later. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I hope you don't disappear like the settlers of Roanoke. Ooh. Ooh. Good night. Good night.